G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you know, on a Wednesday each week, we like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. It's been a huge week and Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with one. The Israel Prime Minister will meet Turkey's President Erdogan during the UN General Assembly. What are the headlines reporting? Yeah, Air Lapid is in the US uh, to address the United Nations General Assembly. Speaking at the weekly cabinet meeting in Israel, Lapid confirmed that he's scheduled to meet with a number of world leaders at the sidelines of the assembly, including Britain's new Prime Minister, Liz Truss. In addition, he's to meet with Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan amid thawing ties between Israel and Turkey. Ties between Israel and Turkey were strained for years prior to the rapprochement achieved last month following Lapid's visit to Turkey and a state visit by President Herzog to Turkey last March. In August, the two countries announced they were restoring full diplomatic relations. And I believe Erdogan has recently stated he too would like to visit Israel soon. Another election coming in Israel, Ron. The former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's odds for re-election, the victory, have been boosted by a split in the Arab Unity Group. What's this one about? Yeah, one of the two Arab parties serving in the Knesset abruptly announced it will be breaking up with one of the three constituent factions running separately in the upcoming election. As the deadline for registering candidate lists for the November election near, members of the Balad faction, a radical Arab nationalist movement, stunned reporters by announcing that they've broken off from the joint list and have submitted an independent slate to the Central Elections Committee. The last-minute announcement came without prior warning, apparently amid an internal dispute over the division of spots on the joint list's candidate list. The United Front won a stunning 13 seats in 2015, only to split apart in two separate lists in the first Knesset election of 2019. Two two polls conducted after the split found Ballard failing to enter the Knesset with the joint Arab list falling in the polls to just two seats. Speaking with Radio 103 FM on Sunday morning, the pollster there claimed the split could put Netanyahu and the right-wing bloc over the top. Netanyahu benefited from the split. He's now at 60 to 61 seats for the right-wing bloc, and he can benefit even more if one of the parties failed to pass the threshold, which is definitely possible. Ron, casting our view across to Iran, in Iran, protests against the ruling regime's brutality have entered their third night. Uh, what's the story here? 
Yeah, this is very serious. Demonstrations have carried on into their third straight night as Iranians protest police abuse against women. The protests come in the wake of the killing of Masa Amini, a woman who was detained by Iran's morality police while on a trip to Tehran with a family. Reports in the Kurdistan region of Iran, a region in the northwest, say that civil society organizations have called for a general strike against the torture and murder of Gina Masa Amini by Iranian forces. Various Kurdish groups have supported the protests. She was detained because Iran has theocratic morality police who are known to terrorize women. This lady was taken to a police station where she was later reported to have fainted and was taken to the hospital. Police claimed she had heart failure, but the family alleges she was tortured and had a brain hemorrhage. Her death was confirmed on Friday, and authorities in Iran have recognized that the murder of young women by police will anger locals. Protests began in the Kurdish region. This is because the Kurdish region has its own culture, and the regime protests uh, the regime treats Kurds differently than other Persians. She was arrested for the wrong use of her clothing. Okay. Hey, let's talk through some uh, scientific breakthrough issues. Israelis have discovered a new COVID treatment that makes vaccines obsolete. What are the headlines saying here? Yeah, they never cease to amaze us, eh? We will not have to provide booster doses to the entire population every time there's a new variant, says this Israeli researcher. The Tel Aviv University research team has found two antibodies that neutralize COVID-19 with such effectiveness that additional vaccinations may not be necessary. Of the pair, the TAU-1109 neutralizes Omicron, the latest variant with 92% effectiveness and its immediate predecessor, Delta, with an efficiency rate of 90%. According to the lead researcher, Dr. Natalia Freund of the Molecular Microbiology and Biotechnology Department, she said the antibodies work against all COVID variants. And Ron, on Monday night, all eyes were on the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. Israel media is applauding Queen Elizabeth's long, complex relationship with the Jewish community. What's this one about? Yeah, they're saying Queen Elizabeth II enjoyed a long and warm relationship, particularly with the British Jewish community, from the start of her reign in 1952 through to her final years. In May 1952, just several months after the death of her father, King George VI, the Queen met with British chief rabbi and leaders of the British Jewish community. A month later, Jewish officials, as well as the Israeli ambassador, were present at her coronation at Westminster Abbey. Marking her platinum jubilee in June, Marie van der Zeele, the president of the Board of Deputies of British Jews, wrote that Queen Elizabeth has been a rock for this nation and has cultivated a long history of involvement with the Jewish community. British Chief Rabbi Ephraim Mervis praised the Queen's 70 glorious years of leadership and lauded her humility 
her sense of duty, the service that she gives to the nation, and her selflessness. Throughout her decades as the UK's head of state, Queen Elizabeth cultivated amicable ties with the Jewish communal figures as well as cordial relations with Israel leaders. But though she paid official visits to dozens of countries throughout her tenure, she never visited the State of Israel. In fact, no member of the royal family ever visited Israel in an official capacity until 2018 when Prince William arrived in the Jewish state on an unprecedented official visit, which lifted the unofficial boycott. Prince Philip made a personal visit to Israel in 1994 to honour his mother, Princess Alice of Greece, who was buried on the Mount of Olives in uh, Jerusalem. Prince Charles also visited Israel in 1995 and 2016 to attend the funerals of Yitzhak Rabin and Shimon Peres. When the Queen turned 90 in 2016, the former UK Chief Rabbi Jonathan Sachs lionized the Queen as someone whose greatness speaks across ethnic and religious divides. Indeed, British Jews expressed gratitude to the Queen. In 1972, British Jews vowed to plant one million trees in Israel to one of the Queen's 25th wedding anniversary to Prince Philip. In 2000, the Queen inaugurated Britain's first permanent memorial to the Holocaust. She served as patron of the UK Holocaust Memorial Day Trust from its establishment in 2005 until she passed that on to Prince Charles in 2015. So, Ron, a great update. And I know there have been some who have been saying, uh, why has the Queen never visited Israel personally? And there may be all sorts of reasons for that, but you've certainly outlined a wonderful array of ways that the Queen had aligned with the Jewish state. Ron Ross, always so good getting your update. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.